0: Hello, our Darklings! I am Christy Kroll, your ghostess of Oddities and Clitorosities podcast, here with the good witch of the North Houston, Ashley Key. Hi! How are you today, Ashley?
1: Feeling witchy. You feeling witchy? Yeah. How are you? I'm feeling like a rather witchy woman myself. Good, good. That's a good place to be in.
0: We are covering something today that we're both very excited about, but I think that this is definitely going to be a more Ash-centric episode. You think? I think so. I don't know.
1: I think it's going to be very bantering back and forth because we both practice. We do.
0: I feel like you're a lot more organized in your practice than I am, but I feel like you're a lot more organized in most of your existence than I am.
1: (laughs) Hey, just because I'm more prac, like I'm more organized, does not mean I'm a better practitioner or a more knowledgeable practitioner or any type. Like that, just means that you work more on chaos magic, and I just need to have structure in my magic. You hear that, darklings? I'm a chaos goblin, even yes. in my craft. Yes, that's <laughs> why I call her my troll bridge. What are we talking about today? Altars.
0: We are talking about altars.
1: Yes. I'm so excited. First and foremost, when we talk about altars, and you write about altars, and you look up altars, it is A L T A
0: R, right? A R A L T A R. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen it as ER. Right. And I'm like, that is incorrect.
1: So that's on clothing. You alter clothing. Correct. You have an alter. I'm nodding. <laughs> she is nodding.
0: I was nodding all dramatically and I was like, oh wait. She's like, yes. This is exactly. Yes. This is audio. <laughs> they can't hear your nods. <laughs> So altars are really right there along with your craft. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's craft, everyone's path, everyone's altar. It is whatever feels right to you. So if anything that we say in this episode is something that you don't necessarily agree with or something that you would do differently... Or something that you've never heard of and you're like, that's not how I heard it. It's because everyone's got their own thing going on. It's like we've talked about in the past, following your intuition and whatever feels right to you.
1: Yes. And an altar can be everything from, you know, how I've talked in the past about how my house is kind of my spiritual altar. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be everything from a house because I am open with my practice to a shoebox in the closet. You know, like uh, if you... Even a
0: tiny little Altoids can uh, tin in your
1: purse. Yeah, like if you are in a situation where maybe you live with parents that are super religious and that don't condone the practice or, um, you know, whatever situation that you have to be quiet about your practice, you you can do that. You can still have, you know, an altar box that you can just your little altar shoe box or your little altar Altoid box. I even told my little sister when she first started practicing, she had a lot of like just struggles and chaos in her job and struggles and chaos at the house she was living at, um, with roommates and stuff. And she didn't have a space that was really hers. And so I told her, I said, you know, your car, that's the one place you can get away and escape. I said, get a little like tackle box and, Make it a little altar box mm-hmm. in there and have, have like your space in there, you know, it could, an altar can be anywhere.
0: I've actually seen some people make tiny little altars out of those like weird nooks and crevices in their car that don't really have a purpose. Yeah. Like those, uh, like the faux glove compartments yeah. kind of thing. Like you have two, but then one of them's like so tiny, you can't fit anything in. I've seen people turn those into little mobile altars. Oh, how cute. So yeah, whatever you want.
1: Yeah. Um. So on altar setup, now we're just gonna, we're just gonna envision a table, a table or a simple desk. Um. I in open practice, I do prefer to have some type of storage underneath my altar, mm-hmm. um, just to hold like extra herbs and chimes and uh, the candles, um. You know, whenever I collect the rainwater and let the charge the moon water and stuff, I do like to have that in a spot. Like, if I'm not using it for a certain spell, um, and that's on you know more of a practicing altar, um, I do like to be able to put it away because I, as you said, like to be more organized, so I do like things to look neater. Um, because to me, if it's not neat, I can't see what all is going into it. Um, so I can't direct my, you know, my intent into the right way. Um, but I personally always start off with an altar cloth. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have different altar cloths for different altars. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. And then, um, I work a lot on directions. Um, one thing, and it's always so hard for me to like memorize this. And my wife and I right now, we have like. In my house, we have a dining, like a formal dining area, and we're not formal dining people. So we are slowly but surely turning our entire formal dining room into what we call our altar room. And we're painting the walls, um, different colors as per to the element that it Coincides with that's
0: hot,
1: yeah. So, and then on you know, since my element is air, we're doing a certain design on that, and her element is fire, so those are opposite walls, and we're doing different, um, you know, designs on each. And oh, then that's super earth cool. and yeah, water are going to be different. So, I can't
0: wait to see that,
1: yeah. So, what I like doing, um, whenever I have like an active, like, say. Say I'm just, you know, emotionally struggling. I'm just, I'm feeling down. Um, You can use it for a lot of self-care. Feeling down, feeling sad, gloomy, whatever. And I just want to like help lift my spirits and, you know, make the area feel lighter. um, Bring clarity into my life. I would set up an altar. Or on my altar, I would set up, um, you know, everything's pertaining to that so you want to kind of keep in mind that air the air element is north earth is east south is fire and west is water um and anytime i'm practicing like for air i'll have usually use a feather for earth i'll use dirt or a plant like a live Mm -hmm. plant Um, fire south is where I always put my candles. Like that's where the one chime goes that for whatever, you know, spell I'm doing, it'll go with that chime. And then water, I always pull out, I have ocean water from different places. I have rainwater from hurricanes. I have rainwater from the first rain that happened at the house that I bought. I have water from the snow that melted from the first snow. Um, then of course I have water that I've just collected that I've charged in the moon and had moon water and I'll just, what do you know, whichever one that I want to use. is I...
0: calling to you or whatever your spell calls for.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and then in the middle of spirit, my like go-to things, I always have a more natural altar. Me too. I have to have something like... I like to keep coins. I like to keep coins. I like to keep candles. I've got a lot of candles, um, incense. I do have a one like standard incense holder, um, and then I have an obnoxious amount of feathers. <laughs> I've got an obnoxious amount of feathers and a lot of little various bones.
0: Are your coins or those? used as like little trinkets and spell work or are those more as offerings both both
1: yeah and it all depends so if I'm working with like one certain deity that I want like guidance from that's whenever I will often I will offer up coins but whenever I do that um and that's gonna have to be in something a whole that
0: whole rabbit hole yeah um but colony. those coins
1: I don't usually um keep i dispose of those coins but i do have a um coin from new orleans that stays on my wedding altar actually okay um
0: oh yeah you can have multiple altars by the way yeah for multiple reasons we both do (laughs) yeah
1: absolutely what are your like go-to things that you have on every altar just
0: crystals stones a place for incense um mostly natural things, but, um, there's, I've got two, three, four, I've got like five or six altars in my
1: house. Yeah.
0: Some of them are a lot more discreet than others, but all of them have like my two definitive things, crystals and a spot for incense. Yeah. Cause those are two things that I just... Those are staples in my practice.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I... You know... I have... Brandy has an altar. I have a card altar. Mm-hmm. I have my practicing altar. And then we have our wedding altar. Um, but my card altar right now... Because... You know... My main practicing altar was my whole area and so now it's kind of like been confined into a spot because you're sharing your area yeah with another
0: practitioner
1: exactly and we both have got very big energy <laughs> we both got very
0: big energy big and beautiful
1: yes um but my card altar has kind of turned into um where i can focus and use like any kind of focal magic or anything like that i can do it there um,
0: now, I know whenever you say your card alter, I know what you're referring oh, to, uh-huh, for our darklings,
1: yes, so it's gonna be for like I do a lot of tarot reading, um, and that's gonna be what holds what I do my readings on, what holds my cards, um, multiple decks for multiple, yes, yeah, like reasons. I have my personal card deck that I'll read from for me. Um I have a deck that I'll read for other people. Um I have a card deck that if I don't feel like getting my feelings hurt that day, I'll read from <laughs> that deck. Um ironically my meanest one is my Alice in Wonderland card deck. I believe it.
0: Usually the ones that we are most drawn to are the ones that are like, oh yeah. You picked me I'll pick you.
1: Right. I'll pick on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like um I leave fae offerings mm-hmm. on there if I need to. Um, that's where I leave a lot of my food alterings. Your are bold. Al- altering offerings.
0: I only leave fae offerings outside.
1: <laughs> well, I need... They've they've taken something from me. Ah. And I, I need it back real bad. Gotcha. Yeah, so...
0: We'll talk about the fae at another time. Tricky little bastards. We don't call them that. They're
1: I mean that as a term of endearment.
0: little rascals.
1: I mean yeah. that as a term of endearment.
0: Yeah. That's what it Snarl. is. Snarl.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I happen to work with the Fae. I'll see what I can do. Okay. To bring your item back. <laughs> oh, you so, thought you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was... Waiting for you to say something. I'm just... I'm so entranced with this whole episode because we don't really get to talk about... Our personal practice. Our personal practice all that much. And while we're not going to dive too much into our beliefs or our actual, like, what we do spell work-wise or anything, this is alter-centric. So we're going to try to really stay on that because it is a... There's a lot. But there's a lot of rabbit holes that come off of this. Yes. Um, I do have... I have my practicing altar, which is, like, the main one, heart of the home, right as soon as you walk in. Yeah. Um, And then we each have... My husband is not a practitioner that he realizes. He doesn't realize, right. (laughs) He doesn't realize. But we each have, like, a bedside one up on a shelf to where it just kind of looks like a shelf of trinkets. But in reality, it's things that have purpose and intent to them. Um, And then... We have our kitchen altar, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which um, is the newest one, and it is still growing. Um, I'm still trying to find its rhythm. Um, We also have our, I guess you could call it a wedding altar. We've just kind of referred to it as our love altar. Um, It has different items that have significance to our relationship and our bond, both matrimonial and emotional. And then, uh, this one kind of sounds a little silly whenever I say it out loud, but it has a lot of personal meaning to me, but I do have a beauty altar, which is essentially my vanity. Um, It has certain little trinkets and tokens and stuff on it, crystals and a little incense holder amongst all of the jewelry and uh, makeup and pretty things, Um, and it's not like me trying to you know make a potion of the everlasting youth or anything like that it's really more so a place of just um like self-reflection and positive reinforcement manifestation and like self like a, a moment of self I guess yeah um it's just like kind of my little daily ritual of you know being in front of that mirror and Watching as I do my skincare routine and my morning like getting my hair ready for work and um, just watching myself as I do these things and just kind of grounding and being like a very self-aware of myself as a human Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Also, just like kind of grounding myself for that like the emotions of the day. Yeah, so um, we're in the middle of doing some house revamping, so the beauty altar is going to have a major overhaul because we're completely switching rooms around, and so I'm actually working on a whole new vanity. How oh, cool. For that, that was, is an antique that was my great-grandmother's. Yeah. So it's going to be having a lot more purpose than it does now. That's so, awesome. Let's see, that's one, two, three, four, five, did I forget one? Six? I don't know.
1: No, I think you got... I think I got them all. I think you got all of them. Yeah. Um, So a couple things that, you know, a lot of people keep on their altar is a chalice. Um, You use chalice and some spell work. Mm -hmm. Um, A dagger. You can use daggers for... And it could be something as simple as, you know, one of those little tiny little sword... Um, envelope or envelope openers or it can be an actual dagger or a wand Um, those are usually used in circle casting mm-hmm. Um, and
0: for the record those daggers are not used for like animal sacrifice most of the time <laughs> right with most practitioners they are for cutting like emotional ties or casting circles and stuff like that most of the time they are not used for bloodshed just
1: unless you're doing blood magic and then that's usually your own blood and not animals we don't hurt animals around here
0: no we respect animals right yeah just wanted to throw that out there for anybody that might be new to learning about this if just because you are a a practitioner or dabbler of witchcraft or occultism or wicca or voodoo or any of these practices or belief systems it does not mean that you are bringing evil into this world or doing evil to others. All right, so,
1: evil's already in this world. It's, it's not here. us bringing it here.
0: We're, trust us. We're trying really hard to push push out as much as we can. Right. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, so you have a lot of your daggers, like she said, used to cut ties, um, yarn, rope, twine, um, for a lot of your binding spells. Um, cauldrons are usually used and not big cauldrons for your, like, potions, because you usually don't need that much potion anyways. Um, but it's going to be like your smaller cauldrons for whenever you, um, do a lot of your, um you know, burning.
0: Usually about the size of a coffee mug.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have, we do have one that's a little bit bigger, um, for releases, um, that's on. And the reason I call it our wedding altar is because we used it for, you know, it housed our linens for the ceremony that we did before our wedding, um, our head wraps, um, all of the incense and stuff, and the candles that we charged because you can use your altar to charge other items. Um, our candles that we used to charge for our altar that we actually took with us and set up at the hotel, um, while we were getting married, so that's why it hasn't moved. It has the name hasn't changed from the wedding altar <laughs> over to a love altar just yet. Um,
0: well, you're still you know, you're only a few months out, right. You're still newlyweds.
1: Absolutely. So
0: you're still a bride, in my opinion. I
1: know. Um, So yeah, let's see. Chalice, cauldron, dagger, wand. Wands are used um, for, like I said, casting circles. Um, It could be a twig that calls to you that you think is pretty. Um, It could be an actual wand. It could be a crystal. It could... That's one thing with this practice is it can be what whatever calls to you
0: exactly because not not everyone has the same you know draw to things or even this as silly as it sounds, even the same aesthetic,
1: yeah, you know absolutely, and um one thing that is important is whenever you go to your altar. You want to, you can definitely go there with a, you know, with a problem or a question, but when you go there, you want to make sure that, you know, you take your breath and you just really focus your intention on your altar and on the problem at hand or on, you know, opening your heart and healing. Um,
0: It's a living thing.
1: Yeah. Respect it don't it's not a place to hold your keys it's not a place to hold your phone. it's not a place to hold your coffee in the morning like you know you wanna you wanna use this area to um it's for it's for you it's for your practice mm-hmm. and if you look at it like that and you look at it as like this sacred place um and you treat it right it's it's gonna mean more and everything everything has intention man like
0: exactly and you never like we talked about you like we i like i said i have my little hidden bedside altars that you wouldn't think are altars so if you go into someone's home and you feel that a certain space has like you you can feel it you yeah. can feel it a certain space has a different energy or it looks like it has important things or things that don't really go with the rest of the home but they're kind of concentrated in this one spot you very well might have stumbled upon some form of altar or shrine so whatever you do do not put your phone down there don't put your keys down there don't set your cup down there that is one of my personal biggest peeves is whenever people walk in the door and immediately throw stuff on my altar because they think it's just a shelf right and um it's disrespectful <laughs> and while i don't get angry or upset with whoever does these things because most of the time they don't know yeah um it's still it's still a peeve just be respectful
1: yeah and then be respectful of your own personal altar 100% yeah it's
0: it's there to help you and guide you and even if you aren't using it for um like actual spell work to practice in front of even if you're just using it as a place to meditate yeah or something like that you don't have to have an altar with witchcraft practice behind it it typically does but even if it's just like this is my space that's mine to have to drink my coffee and focus and get ready for the day that's Mm -hmm. still a magical space
1: right Right. And like even as, you know, whenever she said that her husband doesn't realize that he's a practitioner, I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that don't realize that what you're doing is setting intent and, you know, you have the habit of setting intent in a certain way Mm -hmm. that is considered a ritual, you know. And like, you know, if you're trying to say you've had a really hard day at work And you come home and you have this candle that's sitting on a side table somewhere in your house. And you just take a deep breath and you light that candle and you're trying to like set the atmosphere. And as soon as you light the candle, everything just feels lighter. You know, you get a glass of wine or whatever you drink. And you just relax, you lit a candle on your altar, you know, like... It sounds
0: like you lit a white candle, very cleansing and purifying. Exactly. I wonder, is that candle magic?
1: Right, (laughs) Uh, right, you know, like... So, it's... It can be what you make it, but treat it nicely, keep it clean. Be kind to it. Yes. Now, a kind of controversial... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Or polarizing opinionated or polarizing opinions topic, photographing your altar.
0: This is very... Polarizing. Polarizing indeed.
1: How do you feel about photographing your altars?
0: Um, I personally... I like to change my altar up a bit every couple of months, changing with the seasons. Yes. I don't necessarily decorate it for each holiday or season or anything like that. Um, but as as I grow as a human, I feel that my altar needs to grow. Yes. And so I'm constantly kind of changing things up. Um, that being said, I do take pictures of it at each stage yeah. just for my personal reflection um or if somebody that um has a question about something altar related i will take a picture of a portion of it but just taking a picture of the whole that personally is reserved for me yeah um or if i have somebody that comes over that wants to take a picture of it I've never had anybody just take a picture. Yeah. I have had people ask. And typically the people that ask are people that are either new to the practice, that are wanting to kind of create their own and just kind of need yeah, a groundwork, an, an outline. I'm okay with it. I'm like, no, I I I grew my altar by looking at other people's that were comfortable sharing theirs. Yeah until I found what was right. But most of the time, um, or like if someone sees something on there that's really cool, you know, I've got a lot of, I got a lot of dead things yeah. on, on my altar. I have lots of bones. And so sometimes we are like, oh my God, can I, take a, can I take, take a picture of this? I'm like, yeah. I don't know why my mouth wouldn't make that sentence. <laughs> I got excited. But um, like as a whole, most of the time, like a picture of just the altar in its entirety, that's for me, for my Um, reflection on looking back of where I was at at this point in time or you know I really liked the energy that was coming into my practice at this point I need to go back to how my altar was set up in this way (laughs) or oh I think I'm gonna shake things up a bit and then oh no I don't I don't like this I want to go back and then I have that picture to go back and be like okay this was here and this was there so it's mostly For that, but as a whole, like, I mean, I'm, I would never post a picture of it on social media. I would never just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I just word vomited. No, that's perfect. Um, I am, I do not like my card table or my card altar is not photographed. I do not like that one will probably never be photographed. People can look at it. Um you're probably not going to touch it or touch anything on it um because that one I just I don't want it. I don't want that one messed with. Right. Um and it gives off that feeling of don't fucking touch me. You know, it really does. You know, you've been in that room. I know. <laughs> and um but i've one of my other altars I photograph all the time, but they don't know that it's my altar, mm-hmm. you know, so it and and I kind of that's the only reason I'm comfortable with it. My whole house is full of oddities um I'm living my gothic high school teenager years. Like I literally have dead things everywhere. My whole house is just full of creepy, uncomfortable, weird oddities things. And uh, so you can't tell what's an altar and what's just a pile of creepy shit. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, right? Like you, you know, which one is like my, I like my home altar. Um, I cannot wait to get the altar room set up because I am going to have a, like, stationary practice altar in the altar room. I'm I'm so excited for that room. Like, it's going to be, you know, Brandy's going to have her altar on her wall. I'm going to have my altar on my wall. We are um, putting a permanent circle in for casting,
0: Oh, I love that. um
1: Yeah, we're doing a permanent circle on the ground. It's going to make the resale value of my house plummet, but I don't give a shit. Um, I am keeping my card altar in the room. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. So, when you were saying something about, whenever I had to ask about, if you like your altar pictured, or maybe it was whenever we were talking about respecting the altar, you made a comment about a shrine. Yes. Um. So we should probably talk about the difference between an altar and a shrine. That's a really good idea. Yeah? Yeah. So basically, an altar
0: is where you do a lot of... You actually practice and you do um, spell work. It is something that you have kind of... Ass- assimilated is that the word assimilated to be your own like for your use your energy source yes your energy source your magic source your grounding space your safe space whereas a shrine is more geared towards i mean what it says you know you put some kind of entity whether it's um like a uh, like a deity that you work with or towards that you're not necessarily using that space to work with them but to idolize them to leave offerings um or like in uh you know like Mexican tradition of the ofrenda where you put the imagery of deceased loved ones and candles and candies and such as a way to make offerings to them it's a way of honoring somebody or something whereas your altar is a place where you honor yourself technically and you honor your craft. Absolutely.
1: Um, I do have, I have one shrine in my house. Um, and not surprisingly, if you know me, it is a shrine to my past pets. Um, as in my past Danes, because, Mm -hmm. I was absolutely in love with my Dane babies and there are a lot of diesel pictures up there. Um, but I do have pictures of just, you know, all the Danes that were really close to me in my life. Um, and it's also, there are a good chunk of pictures from that have like living people, in there mm-hmm. and it's more of a shrine to like that friendship and that relationship we had as kids like I have a lot of um my little sister when she was a baby or really young because you know that was that relationship has completely changed now because I was out of her life for a while not to my own doing but I was forced to be out of her life um because apparently homosexuality is contagious if you ask parts of my family Mm. Um not my mom. She knows that it's not contagious. Um love you, Terry. Yes, we love my mom. Shout out to her dealing with my crazy ass all the time. Um but no, I I have that shrine just to honor the, you know, the animals that came into my life and um it's a place for me that I do a lot of healing. It makes me feel like I can cope and heal with just the loss of that relationship, um, be it friendship or falling out with family or a change of relationship with family. Um, Honoring
0: that time in your life that was. Yeah.
1: And it's very, I think my shrine stays cleaner than my altar for sure because I don't do any, there's no practicing on it. I have like, I have a candle instead of, uh, incense, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, it can also
0: be a place to, like you said, with people that are living a way of just kind of honoring them as being part of your life in general. Yeah. Like a shrine to their health and prosperity and joy and good, good things to them and just offerings of light. For sure.
1: Um, so one thing that I've noticed that with me. If I have an altar and it's set up and I don't feel drawn to, you know, light my candles or light my incense or practice at it, um whenever I don't feel drawn to do stuff like that, it's usually because it is a stagnant altar. Um whenever something is stagnant like that, you want to go in there and clean it up. You want to go in there and set it up differently, you know, freshen it up. Maybe your stones need charging. Um, Or cleansing. Or cleansing. Um, One real good way, and my favorite way to charge, is to full moons. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you just set them in a safe place so little critters don't get them and set them outside in the moonlight. Um, And that right there is
0: a perfect example of how different practices are. Yeah. I have never, will never... Do not charge. I only cleanse. Oh, really? I let their energy speak for itself. Wow. That's crazy. I know. It's very controversial. Hot button topic. Have you cleansed
1: <laughs> and have you used moonlight for cleansing? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of work by the moon. Yeah. I'm a creepy kid always. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't personally in my craft do any kind of quote charging. I feel that their energy is there and their energy is pure and their energy has purpose. So yeah. I'm just going to cleanse anything that might attract or attach itself to it and just cleanse it out and let it bring
1: itself right back. Do you do you use stones for a long period of time? Yes. Okay. So yeah I don't use stones for a long period of time. mine break a lot because of the fact that I charge them. But then once they're done, you know, once once they have Done what they need to do, and I just feel like, you know, you can, I don't know, you can hold a stone and you can feel like it's just you know its purpose is finished. Yes. Um. Then I usually repurpose it, you know, put it somewhere where it can just live, exist, <laughs> it can just be.
0: Now that being said, I do believe that like I can vouch for my from my rocks and say that, I guess they kind of charge them. Um, I, I can tell when they, I mean, they're on your altar. Yes. Yeah. They, I can tell when certain ones have acquired a lot of energy themselves, but whenever I cleanse them, that doesn't necessarily cleanse them of the energy that they have acquired. It just cleanses any kind of negativity attached to it. Um, any previous spell work I've done with it. Like I interchange
1: and overuse and mix and match all of my crystals. Yeah another cool thing that you can use your altar for is pendulum work Mm -hmm. um so you're actually the one that because I wasn't going to do pendulum work because I was you know I kind of like dove into the divination of cards yes um both oracle and tarot um, but I did start kind of dabbling in pendulum and it was I do a lot of pendulum work now. I was
0: just gonna say, how are you
1: liking it? It sounds like yeah, a lot. I've been doing pendulum work for about two and a half years now. And um I I kind of start any kind of questions or anything like that that I'm like really struggling with, like on pathways, right? Like if I'm at a crossroads in life, I'm gonna pull out a pendulum. And I have six pendulums now started at one, the one that you gave me, and I have six now. Um, And I just whichever one calls to me, like that's the one I'm going to grab for whatever crossroads I'm at. And I'm going to ask its questions. And I do have a pendulum board. It's just a little like um, a little bit smaller than a piece of paper. I put it down on my altar and, you know, light a candle, light an incense, you know, take a couple deep breaths, set the mood set my intention, pull out the pendulum, and I ask the question. And whichever way it goes, that kind of guides me in my questions with my cards, you know. Um, But you can do pendulum work on your altar. I definitely, definitely, definitely suggest any kind of divination, you know. Practice it on your altar.
0: You'll get the most accurate result and answer from that because that altar is... Created by you, manifested by you, organized, cared for, that altar is part of you. Yeah. So you're going to get that most accurate reading there.
1: Right. And think about it a lot as everybody has a different name for it, but we all know what it is. Your charging port, your cube is what we call it. We call it the cube in the house. And that's going to be your charging point port that you plug your USB into. Mm-hmm. So your altar is going to be a lot like your cube. You know, so you're the one that gets it. You're the one that sets it up and you're the one that plugs in that intention. Now, as as you take care of it and as you nurture it and let it grow and keep it clean, when you need to recharge and you need to like revamp your energy or need energy for spell work, self-care, anything like that, you go to your altar. So you plug into your cube And it's going to tap into the energy of the universe, and it's going to help you manifest whatever it is that you're working with. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really great uh, imagery. Thank you. I like that. Thanks. And, you know, like, for the longest time, I didn't want to... I, I, I... Whenever I was younger, I didn't want to talk about my practice a lot because I didn't want to be discounted as just some woo-woo, hippy-dippy kind of person that... <laughs> oh, I gave up, up on that a long time ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that just like, oh, she thinks she's a witch and blah, blah, blah. I, I do, I, I work with energy, mm-hmm. you know, and you can you can feel it. And if you can't feel it, I know I just said you plug into your altar, but if you can't feel it, you need to un-fucking-plug. You need to unplug with life. You need to go outside barefoot, walk around for a little while. Do like some grounding. Yeah, because the ener- energy's everywhere. And you can be of any religion, you know? You can be Christian and have an altar. You What the fuck do you think church is? Exactly. And, you know, like, it's... you got to work with that energy in whichever way you do it. Um... If you know if the deity that you work through is your Christian God, so be it. work through him, you know, have that the place where instead of having your book of shadows, you know have the your Holy Bible. Bible right mm-hmm. um you know where my book of shadows would is my journal where I write you know spells that have worked, spells that haven't worked, and stuff like that um your book of shadows could be that one Bible that you write your notes in. Um, I did use I I used to be a you know Christian Christian believer, and I did write my Bible all the time and stuff that called to me. Um, that's a whole nother story that we're not even ever going to touch on. But um, <laughs> next next <laughs> right so but you can you can definitely have an altar. Um, this is not for just witchcraft wiccan pagan occult altars can be for everybody and and you have altars you just don't realize it you have altars in your house and you just don't know it um find a place find a place that just makes you feel good if my altars are typically dark because my personality is typically dark you know as light as it can be um i do both light and dark work um Christy is very light and very earthy, but she does have some dark too. So her altar is very light, very earthy and dark all at the same time. You know, if you, it doesn't have to look or be a certain type of way. And I really want people to notice that. Like even if you have a, the most un quote unquote witchy feel, like you could have a white, Just regular table with a Yankee candle in the middle and... A Ray Dunn mug as your chalice. Right. (laughs) And some Target plastic plant says your earth. I mean, and if that's what works for you and it has you be able to center yourself and really focus, like taking a deep breath and be like, this is going to be a relaxing night. Light that candle and just focus on being relaxed. That's that's good, that's perfect, that's your altar, and so mode it be right, one hundred percent so and there's so many
0: different facets in so many different ways that you can set this altar up, and then even once you do start jumping into that nitty gritty like even in the religion of Wicca, you know, like they have. Yes, you essentially it is the same of whatever feels right to you, but each you know practice does have certain elements that you can incorporate to better honor that practice and make your experience more fulfilling for you. Um, like in the like on Wiccan altars, they usually have a black or red candle on one side representing either male deity or masculine energy. And then on the other side, they will have either a white or light colored candle representing the goddess or a female deity, feminine energy. And while I don't consider myself a Wiccan, I do kind of pay homage to that and make those little nods. On one side of my altar, I have Derek, the masculine (laughs) baby baby deer skull and on the other side I have hagla the female wild boar skull and so that's just kind of my nod to nature and my nod to that masculine and feminine energy balance without necessarily um following a particular guideline. Yeah. I'm doing what feels right to me, and I'm doing what feels right to my practice, and whatever Derek and Hoglaw want, Derek and Hoglaw get, and those two stay on my altar. Yeah, I have lots of skulls and lots of things, but those two have always felt at home Yeah, on my altar.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I, I like that you said that, you know, you're not a practicing Wiccan, but you do have, um, you pay homage to them. I, I'm a hodgepodge of different practices. Um, I pull in a lot of Wiccan work whenever I need to. Um, I do pull in a lot of hoodoo and a lot of voodoo whenever I need to. Um, if you're a new practitioner, be very careful. Warning.
0: Caution. Careful. <laughs> Big red flags yeah. and yellow caution tape,
1: kids. Approach slowly, quietly, with caution. Do a lot of research. Um, learn how to do protective things before you learn how to dabble in voodoo. <laughs> Please. Um, but yeah, so I do a lot of voodoo, a lot of voodoo, a lot of pagan. Um Because that's just, it's what feels right to me. Um, Where Chrissy refuses to touch voodoo, and I get it, and I respect it, and, you know, I don't blame you, quite frankly. (laughs) Um, I would be, I would be, my practice would massively be missing out if I didn't have that. Um, Because hers, like, she likes to balance masculine and femininity, and I do the same but i also i have masculine and femininity in my light and my dark yes you know so um luckily one of the deities that i work with is both light and dark so she's a big i know who we're talking about yeah she she's a big, <laughs> big focal point um but yeah so it it's not there's not a one size fits all. Which is for dummies book that you can get and that just be your cookie cutter cut and dry version of it. And there's absolutely
0: charts and diagrams and stuff that you can look at on Pinterest and YouTube and all of those places to kind of help give you that foundation and that direction if you don't necessarily, like if you haven't worked with your instinct and your intuition all that much, it kind of gives you that starting jumping off point. And then the more you work with it, and the more you look into yourself and, you know, do your research and just follow your instincts, the stronger they'll get. And the easier it'll be to recognize, oh, you know, I always find myself doing this at this spot and i always feel good after maybe this is mm-hmm. maybe this is an altar for me you know like maybe like we talked about in your car like maybe you always feel your most grounded you know s- listening to music behind the steering wheel maybe you can make a tiny little altar on your dashboard like doesn't have to be anything crazy or noticeable
1: but um yeah yeah, absolutely. And you know, you say for the Pinterest and YouTube and um there are groups on Facebook and stuff. I do want to kind of give a heads up. Um you're going to get a lot of people that tell you that there's a right and a wrong way to practice and those people are quite frankly completely wrong. Don't let people gatekeep you. No, there's not a right and a wrong way. Um now there is a disrespectful way. Yes. Um, there's a respectful way to do things and a disrespectful way to do things. You want to make sure that everything you do is in respect. Um, and with true intent, not just for clout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's going to happen. You're going to run across people that say, you know, this should not be on your altar. This should not. The only thing that I would say that do not put it on your altar is just... You don't want everyday things just you don't want your mail sitting on your altar right. you know you don't you could and that's just because you want to like she said, respect that space you want to keep it clean you want to keep it um, focused in on your practice and your self love and your energy and having it muddled with everyday things and i I almost said you want to keep your phone off of your altar, but there's so much they're tiny computers and i actually have i have a folder on my phone that's called i have it very punnily named as my folder of shadows because <laughs> that's i cute. yeah like i have i do a lot of research on my phone i personally don't put my phone on my altar um but i keep it close you mm-hmm. know um so i mean if if your phone has a place on your altar that's fine but Like, what I'm trying to say is there's no right or wrong way to do it. And if somebody tells you that, you know, this is wrong, do not do this, maybe not take advice from that person.
0: Yeah, really the only time I would say to listen to that person or maybe get a second opinion is in spell work. I will say there are certain elements to spell work, especially when you start dabbling into the darker side of things. That people will say, no, don't do that. It's not mm-hmm. because they're trying to gatekeep. Most of the time, it's because they're trying to save you a headache or injury or <laughs> some kind of ailment. Yeah. Um, so, if, if, if in spell work someone says, don't do that, ask them to specify. And if you still don't quite agree with it, maybe get a second opinion. But whenever it comes to your altar
1: setup, Fuck them. That's for you.
0: It's your intent. It's your purpose.
1: Yeah. I mean, even in spell work, I won't tell people not to do something. I I will, I'll giggle and I'll be like, okay, (laughs) if you wanna, or I'll just, I'll give them the warning like, hey, I personally wouldn't do that because, you know, it could definitely offend somebody, but look into it because maybe if you know, the goddess is telling me, and whenever I personally say the goddess, I'm talking about Hecate or Hecate or how there's, I, we usually call her Hecate. A lot of people call her Hecate. Some people call her Hecate, which doesn't sound right in any form, but whatever. Um. So whenever I talk about the goddess, that's who I'm talking about. The mother, the maiden, the crone. She is the goddess of witchcraft. Um, so there might be something that, You know the goddess is telling me to do or that's okay and then she might be telling me something that hey I don't want you to do that don't do that that's not okay but she might be telling you hey do that and it's what she's telling me not to do and that's because she through my energy is having me on one pathway and having you on another pathway you know like our own paths exactly
0: imagine that right and whenever i say people telling you not to do something in spell work that's not me saying like oh okay you said no i'm not gonna do that i'm Always just saying look into it if if someone reacts strongly in regards to something like at least look into it or ask what they mean by that like yeah. maybe maybe pump the brakes and think about things because this isn't willy-nilly i mean this is this is real
1: life this is this is magic. And it doesn't really, honestly, it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Um, actions have consequences. Yes. In everything. Actions always have consequences.
0: What is the law of physics? One action creates another action. An equal and opposite. Equal but reaction. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your altar. That's your altar. It's whatever you want it to be and whatever feels right
1: start building and growing and if you have questions ask we will try our hardest to lead you in the way our intention wants us to direct you and happy
0: building yeah and i i'm really excited for you darklings that are new to this because i'm just over the course of this conversation i've thought back to you know the ghosts of alters past yeah of, like, my first one starting out when I was at home. Yeah. A little hidden altar. <laughs> when I still lived uh, with my folks. And then, you know, growing it into whenever I had my first apartment and what that little altar looked like. Yeah. And all of these things when a lot of times I didn't even know they were altars. It wasn't until I was older and in my 20s that I was like, oh, that's what that is. That's what I'm doing. Cool. Yeah. And so uh yeah I mean like we talked about doesn't matter what size it is mine is literally an antique buffet table <laughs> yours can like I said be in an old Altoids can just yeah. clean it out make it make it feel special put it in your pad pocket in your purse keep it in the side pocket of your trip pants Um, even if you want it so tiny as like one of those little poison rings or something, whatever feels right to you or make it your whole house, make it your whole front porch, scare your neighbors, eat the children. That's,
1: that's my, that's, that's my (laughs) go-to. That's it. Right there.
0: (laughs) So let us know your thoughts, feelings, opinions, questions, concerns. Yes. Email us at auditittiespod at gmail.com. There was one thing
1: before we stop. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying really hard. You said something and it reminded me. Um, new practitioners.
0: Oh, we got an email. We, we did get an email. An email that honestly sparked the inspiration for doing this episode when we did it.
1: Yes. Um, and I was very excited about said email um, that I immediately called Christy. I told her all about it. <laughs> so, this email was again emailed to us at audititiespod at gmail.com and it is by Hector. Uh, I almost said Hector. Hector. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Hector? All right, Hakati, I hear you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, this email is from Katie. It says, Hello, I just found you guys and I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> we We're are obsessed, obsessed with, with you. <laughs> I was trying to find your socials and couldn't find them, so please send me your information. As of right now, we are currently just on Facebook. You can find us at Audititties and Clitorosities podcast. Um, I'm thinking about maybe setting us up an Instagram. I do personally already have three Instagrams that I'm maintaining. Um, Maybe a TikTok. But those are all in the future. Right now, we do absolutely have a Facebook. We are active on that. We do get messages on it as well. The Instagram will likely
0: happen just because I have noticed a lot of people are navigating more towards Instagram and less from the book of faces. Yeah. Uh, if we do jump into the world of Tic Tacs, that's all on you, Ash. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> it, it's so much fun. It's, it's so much fun. And I'm already, my algorithm's already in the witchy world of TikTok, so it'll... Oh, there you go. It'll be a blast. (laughs) Um, So she continues on. Also, I'm listening to the Krampus and Yule episodes, and I loved them. I hope you shoved a jingle bell up your butt, Katie. Uh, That was the only way to stay festive. Jingle bells right up the rectum. I would love more witchy stuff and pagan holiday talks. Well, here we are, and you're welcome. I am new to the practices and I love hearing that everyone does what everyone does, and the fact that you both do different practices is really nice to hear. Keep doing you. Blessed Yule, Katie. Oh, Katie, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. Yes, and Katie, you keep doing you. You're killing it, sis. Gosh, that just, you're sparking so much joy and you probably didn't even know it. Thank you for inspiring this episode. Yeah, because it was. It was you. It
0: was that one email that, here we are. We're like, more witchy shit. What's more witchy
1: than your altar? Yeah, and speaking of that... This is a whole giant world that we could talk about, and I just want to talk about every form of it. So, yeah. um, we covered altars this time. What do y'all want to cover next? Do y'all want us to cover candle magic, circle casting, binding spells, um, you know, earth magic, kitchen magic, bath magic, sex magic, blood magic? Oh, I love sex magic. Yeah. I mean, we the the opportunities are literally endless. (laughs) The limit does not exist. (laughs) It (laughs) doesn't. To our Mean Girls fans. (laughs) So, yeah, let us know what you want to hear next.
0: With all of that being said, as Ash said, happy building and happy hauntings, love and light. Blessed be... So, mode it be. <laughs> Bye.